Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hala Madrid and nothing more, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Carlo Ancelotti's done it again. And Steve Hodge is a very wealthy man. It's Thursday for the May. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Andy Russell. And I'm Luke Moore. My giddy aunt, everybody. <laughs> Flipping Nora Batty. Have you checked I, on your aunt? I'll tell you what. <laughs> Check I on just, her. Real sodding Madrid, Andy Brassel. I thought nothing could make last night more perfect Champions League, but your Champions League partridge there to see us <laughs> in was magnificent. <laughs> I, I, I had, look, I've got no beef. There's Go no on. beef here. No, um, as Marcus would say, no hatred. But plenty of chorizo. Yeah, but I, yeah, I had such a good time watching the football last night. <laughs> It was just so good. I love so the thought of you having a good time watching Thank football. Thank you very much. It's what I watch it for, this yeah, drama. Yeah, you do. You, I think it's very underrated how much Luke absolutely loves the old football and how much he's in it for a good time. I am. And being a Portsmouth fan, and you, you always say you're a football fan who happens to Why are you Port- taking it there? No, because it's, it's because yeah. uh, you know what it's like to suffer. <laughs> that is true. And, yeah. and, uh, and therefore you but could... But Pep, Pep Guardiola didn't, he was saying at the end. Yeah, well, that's, that's right. I'll tell you something. If you're a Man City City fan listening to this, well done, and and you're very welcome, uh, and I genuinely feel absolutely gutted for you. Goodness knows uh, what uh, Pep Guardiola will be thinking um, this morning, and he, well, no doubt he'll have been thinking it all night because I doubt he will have slept a wink. Because to lose that game three one, of course six five on aggregate, I I'm sorry, how are Manchester City not in the final? Mm, I mm. just they the better side on paper and on the pitch and just a mad few minutes where Grealish has those chances and then, of course, uh, Real Madrid do it. It's just phenomenal. And and, and Ancelotti himself said, um, you know, our history and and the feeling and all the rest of it just, just, just brought them through. You think what they did to PSG, obviously, with Chelsea and now Man City, that route, Andy, PSG are always among the favourites, Chelsea are the holders and yeah. despite the sanctions are a very good side. Manchester City are one of the two best teams in the world. He's undisputed. Well, I suppose it's very is it disputed. Undisputed? Today yeah. it is disputed. It was undisputed yeah. going into Sorry. the game. Yes, yeah. that's what I meant. Yeah. Uh, and and now and now they're in the final. Yeah, that that is true. But I, I know we go back to the old cliche of Real Madrid pulling it out of the fire, mm. finding a way, etc., etc., etc. In well, the Champions it, it, League, it's not a cliche. But, it's, it's what's happened but, this season. But in this game, it's 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 about the chronology of it, really. I mm. think because. Is the moment at which they scored the, the first goal by Rodrigo? Yep. You do not see it coming. No. Nope. At all. Mm-hmm. At that point, they're 
done. First they're shot just, on target. They're just, yeah, they're just waiting for the end. But if you go back to before the Mara's goal, the, the Mara's goal actually feels slightly against the run of play. Such a good up, goal. Up until, up until, the, up until that point, mm-hmm. Real Madrid, they're definitely the better team in the first half. And they were the better team for the start of the second half. And they missed so many chances. So many chances. Yeah. The, thing, the thing is, what has done Manchester City in this tie? They haven't defended well enough. They didn't defend well enough mm. in, the, in the first game. And you can cut them a, a little bit of slack for a few moments of Real Madrid brilliance. So you think of the first Benzema goal, which is a, an amazing finish out of nothing, and Vinicius Junior's goal. But I, what I thought was really interesting is, in, well, firstly, I suppose we look at Carl Walker and the fact that he was mm-hmm. tested to his absolute physical max when he didn't have his physical max in the tank. Yeah. And the thing that I noticed all throughout the first half is this really elongated chat that turned into a very heated discussion between Ruben Dias and Amrit Laporte. And they were not communicating at all. Mm. With good Benzema, the game is over earlier, I think. Well, you say that, though. Can I, can I produce some kind of counterpoint to that by saying that, actually, if you think of the first leg... Mm. City, I mean, the game should have already been over. Oh, yes. In, in, in no the one's arguing league. that. We're just talking about this game. Yeah. yeah. But, but so you, but you're, you're talking about, but you, you talked a little bit about Manchester City's defending and, you know, you, you can talk about the um, the challenge for the Benzema penalty as well, which is, you know, a, a rash moment and, and a really key point of, the, point of the time. It's panicky and they've lost it by then, haven't they? Yeah. yeah. And the momentum had swung. But they should have been out of sight by then. Mm. They, I mean, they, it should have been done. And, and so that does play into what you're saying. So if you take it across the bo- both legs, Man City's defence defensively weren't good enough. But... When the Rodrigo goal comes from nowhere, there was an inevitability about the second goal. Yeah. You could see it coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could that, see it coming. It's, it's where perception becomes reality, isn't it? And, and I would, I would the, say the, the, there's the weight on Manchester City and there's the impetus behind Real Madrid. Because you watch, they know what's happened before. And you watched Real Madrid mm. this season. Didn't they lose to Sheriff in the group stage? Yeah, they yeah. did. But in the in the knockout phase. Yeah. They've, uh, Do you think that will still bother them? Probably not. No. Uh, well, I couldn't even remember it. So I, I, doubt, I, doubt they would. I couldn't even remember uh, Sheriff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But particularly where they came through at Chelsea at Ch- against Chelsea, they looked a little bit. I kind of looked dead and buried, really. But they, they came through. Yeah, they're not the best Real Madrid team we've seen. But they're the, they are they do not know when they're beaten, mm. which is really I think is really interesting because yeah. you, you you think of Real Madrid as a team in terms of a reputation. They're these kind of really gloried, well-storied, trophy-laden group of players. And, you know, if, if someone who knew nothing about football was to start criticising the excess of football's wealth, now, okay, maybe now they would do it talking about PSG or Man City, but historically, mm. they would have always done it talking about Real Madrid. Yes. But actually, what Real Madrid have shown in not just this game last night, but the games against Chelsea as well, is they do not know when they're beaten. And I, I thought, perhaps it's not fashionable to say, but I thought as a passive observer watching the game last night, they had a huge amount of togetherness. If you see what's happened on the bench, yeah, you see right. how much Marcelo was yep. into it, yep. who's won everything already, but he still absolutely loves it. Um, that's Ancelotti. I, I think. I, so, I was about to say, do you think that's partly because what Carlo's brought to the so, team? So much of that is Ancelotti because, of course, there's always faction and a sharp pool of egos at Real Madrid, but he has made everyone feel important. Mm. I think, you know, when they... You look at the team they finished with, Real Madrid, it's not a massively yeah. strong team is it and especially at the end of the 90 minutes when I think Guardiola was saying how they throw everyone in the box like the midfield is basically Camavinga with a little bit of help from, from Valverde but what Camavinga did when he came on was just he's, he's, he's an incredible player incredible player you know look going back, going back to the, um, the, the, the game itself though 
I thought the refereeing performance was quite odd. Old Robbie Keane. Yeah, it, yeah. Robbie Keane's dad didn't have a great game. Um, and I think, you know, you've got a player like Casemiro in the middle of the, of the pitch. How he was not booked in the first he'll, he'll play on the edge, Casemiro. Mm. And do you know what? I, I think it's really important to point out, I don't think you can overstate how different the game could have been had the referee done his job properly. Now, what I mean by that is there is like a dictionary definition yellow card mm-hmm. when he grabs the shirt of uh, Foden, pulls him down, throws him onto the floor. The referee, I know VAR doesn't get involved in yellow cards, but the referee is rank incompetent if he cannot book a player for that. And if you get a player Mm. playing in that position, in that kind of game, with the type of character that Casemiro is anyway, that changes the game. That changes it a lot. On the the other hand, Amrik Laporte slapped Luka Modric earlier and got away with it. Yeah, well, that goes into that goes yeah, into the chat. I, I think I think all, all around he was, he was later as well. But to be he, fair, was, Luke, he was he was super lenient. I, th- I think mm. he's the nicest way of putting yeah. it. Yeah, but I mean, but Casemiro had another one. Was it sort of that scissor challenge? Was yeah. it De Bruyne from behind? That should have been a booking as well. But the, the story of Casemiro is avoiding obvious bookings. That that is his whole career. I, I don't know how he does it. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he got away with those. There's there's mm. no two ways about that. I mean, I I, I know what you mean. And go back to your point about Real Madrid's. You know, they had a few chances and whatnot in the first half and, and obviously didn't get any on target. I actually thought in the second half, Manchester City, they looked okay. I thought it was going to end nil-nil. Mm. Just the way the game was playing out, Manchester City had control of the ball and I thought, are oh, they going to be okay? And then, of course, Grealish came on and he has those two chances in quick succession, which it's odd to think... That I, I don't blame him for missing them. I think I think he did really well in the first one. It was a magnificent... second one's an incredible save. The second one was an incredible save. The first the f- one did everything he could. There's nothing else he could have done. Yeah, yeah. the first one that defender has that off the line and it just goes the wrong way. Foden, you know, was 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 there, but he but he couldn't put it in. Um, but the commentators, McManaman and Fletcher, were already talking about Manchester City in the final. Yeah, but that's because they're garbage. They are, but. Um, I don't don't think that was such a stupid thing to say. No, I don't, it, way, never, it never felt like an equaliser was coming. No, it no. just the way the, the game was sort of petering out. But of course, as you say, when that goal goes in, bloody bloody blah. And of course, uh, Rodrigo nearly had a bloody hat trick in injury time. It took Edison to make a very sort of calm and and, and measured save. It's a great save when you, you've been well, watching Real Madrid miss chances. All it, yeah, they did. It wasn't tested at all, was it? And no. You've got, you've got to spare some some credit to Rodrigo. Massively. I, mean, well, I, mean, I thought he was hard done by when he scored that great volley against Chelsea because yeah. of the pass. Don't get me wrong. You should praise the pass, but you should praise the finish. Yeah, now, no he's getting, about the now he's getting his plaudits. His, his, his two goals in that game last night, to pull that out, I mean, it's basically, mm. it's clutch stuff yeah. Yeah. Right, already, yeah. right, twice, and if you look at the profile of the goals, the first one is an amazing near post run. Yep. And, and that's something that, you know... Well, nobody saw it because look at the way Edison reacted. He thought that ball's coming to me. That run from out from there to the near post mm. is such an effective run when it's done properly and timed well mm. because you can always get there ahead of the... And, and you've always, you're always essentially blindsiding the defender. The second one, for a kid who must be a boy, is he 5'8", five, 5'9"? Five, He's not tall. Mm-hmm. That header was absolutely brilliant, yeah. right? Straight afterwards as well. I thought it was an incredible thing. And, and and because of all the other drama and because the story around Benzema and because the Modric's pass against Chelsea, mm. all that stuff, I wonder if Rodrigo's coming out of this with enough credit. He's only 21. Yeah. I mean, he's, mm. he's, he's basically t- turned, the, turned a massive game mm-hmm. on its head in a minute. And that, to me, is the hallmark of a truly also, great player. It shows you that this Real Madrid side are not what we've, we've come to they know They never before. know when they're beaten. No. But it's before, you know, with all the great players and, and so on, it's been nice for Benzema to actually uh, really show the rest of Europe what he is capable of, 
of doing and has been capable for many years. And I know, Andy, you've always you've always stood by Benzema through thick and thin. That pen, uh, Andy, that pen. <laughs> you, make, you make it sound like a part of his legal team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but, you know, when he scored that penalty at the Etihad and he ran away sort of smirking and smiling and celebrating because they knew, well, we're still in this tie. Um, to see him at this age now in the kind of twilight of his career, you'd say, scoring such important goals. Yes, he's got sort of younger lads around him doing his running for a, for a change, mm. which is which is which is nice for him. But to take, step up and take that penalty, I honestly thought he's going to Penenka again, isn't he? But he made sure because he'd obviously missed a couple recently. But again, nerves of steel. Yeah, it really was, especially as he didn't have a particularly good night. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, you know his his radar was really off when he was presented with a couple of good chances, especially in the in in, in the first half. But he it was kind of retro Benzema, mm. really. He went back apart from that winning penalty to to being the facilitator, mm-hmm. setting up that first goal mm. for Rodrigo as well. I, and I think what's really fascinating to me as well is I said last, you know, I had such a great time watching the game last night just for sheer entertainment. There's nothing mm. like it really when it happens like that. Yeah, obviously you have commiserations for Man City fans because they'll, they'll be they'll be hurting this morning, of course, and it'll be a tough one to take. But part of me wonders how much of Real Madrid's story kind of mm. plays into this. You've got a team like Manchester City who don't have any pedigree in the Champions League because they've you know, obviously been to the final last season. They've they've done well in it, but they've obviously never won it, right? So they have no track record or pedigree in the competition at all. Against the side who own the which which I think really. and, and I wonder. I'm not saying it does, and I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm just thinking it's an interesting conversational point where you think how much of those players truly believe because they're playing for Real Madrid mm. because they're brought up every day going to the training ground, which I assume is adorned with. De Stefano and Pushkash yeah, and yeah, yeah. photos everywhere and the stories that under what they did under Zidane, some of the players will obviously still remember that. And to me, it feels like that might just give you an extra point one of a percent. Maybe and it actually matters, but it's also a lot of the same players were there in 2016 yeah. when they yeah. won it under 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 Zinedine yeah. Zidane. And you know, nothing succeeds like success, does it? It's, yeah. it's, it's funny we we were having this conversation. I was I was doing co commentary on it, and we were having a conversation before the game about which 11 would you rather have? Mm. And of course, everyone immediately gravitates towards Manchester City. Mm. But just look down that list of players in the Champions Leagues they've won. And the fact that Benzema is, you were talking about it, Marcus, you know, theoretically age-wise he's in the twilight of his career. It's kind of like Lewandowski. He's Mm -hmm. like his best ever at the moment. Modric is playing better than he was playing when he won the Ballon d'Or. Yeah. You know, you're still getting so much out of these players. Much of that is down to Angelotti, but much of that is down to the players as well. But, but, but just to say, when we when we say, oh, well, you you look at the the teams and you'd you'd rather this, but then you look at the if 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 Grealish and you know that ball ricochets exactly back to phone. Yeah. This, exactly. Is the, this is the beauty of football. Yeah, the, it, and, we and could be why. sat here a two 0 win for Manchester City, and the jobs are good. And Manchester City are the better side, and the, 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 they should have gone through. As I say, Pep Guardiola and those players. He said this this will this will hurt and. I thought actually Pep was pretty good um, post-match and he said, you know, we'll, we'll rise up, we'll take a day or two. I mean... It... You think this is Simeone in 16? You think Guardiola is sitting there thinking, am I ever going to win it? Yeah, I th- maybe, I think, maybe. Okay, maybe. I think Quite possibly. Back, it's I been a long time. Always, always turn around about Guardiola and go, oh, he has won the Champions League and we know he can... But he hasn't is, won the Champions League for 11 years. But Guardiola is probably... In fact, I, I would say in, in our lifetime is the most influential football coach um, in our lifetime yeah, on the sure. game I don't think it's a huge shout that people may, may disagree what he's given to the game and, and with that Barcelona side that Barcelona side was, was quite a long time ago especially in footballing years it is remarkable that he's never won it since and with this Manchester City side they've been so dominant in England um, despite you know Liverpool obviously breaking that up once in a while but they've been so good 
this again, it was it, it was it was destined to be Liverpool and Manchester City in the final again. They met. The only reason it was they didn't meet in the FA Cup final was because of the draw. But they were in the semi final together. They're going for the league, and and it's not happened. And and you know he said they have to pick themselves up for the league, Luke. I mean, where do they yeah, look now? But but well. You talk about Pep Guardiola and, and everything you said there, I kind of agree with. I don't think, as you said, I don't think it's a hugely controversial point. But Pep Guardiola's career in mm. terms of management is one of seeking to control. Yes. So it's seeking to control mm-hmm. the game, mm-hmm. an individual game, but the game generally, and and almost reduce the amount of chances there are for things to go wrong and yep. massively exacerbate the chances there are for things to go right. Absolutely Essentially, right. he's trying yeah. to control the game. Yeah. And there's something very interesting in the idea that essentially the Steve Jobs of football, which is what Pep Guardiola is, <laughs> still finds it baffling on occasion, still finds that there are certain things in this in this sport that we all love, mm. which sometimes occasionally appears to deliver kind of success and failure at random, you know, according to the, to the sporting gods, yeah. and Guardiola can't control it. So uh, part of me felt like in the post-match, I know you said he was Thoroughly, thoroughly decent, which I thought he was. He also just a little bit confused. He's, well, yeah, but, but of course, he's. I, I, I agree. Let, 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 me, let me just finish because what I want to go back to is not Simeone and it's not Guardiola of eleven years ago. Mm-hmm. What I want to go back to is the man in the Real Madrid dugout mm. who was on the other side of this in two thousand five yeah. when he was asked what what he would yeah, have done yeah, differently yeah, yeah, yeah. with the three all against Liverpool. Yeah. He said, "Well, I'd have done nothing differently yeah. because for eighty four minutes." We were completely in control. Yeah. And it was six minutes of madness. And football can do this sometimes. And that's exactly what's happened the other way around for him last night. He's been on the on the on the positive end of one mm. and Guardiola's been on, on the end of a negative one. There are certain things in football that despite all the tactical blogs you want to read in the world and all the other kind of high-minded stuff you want to think about, there are certain things about football that are uncontrollable. And that's why we love it. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And I, I think it's 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 interesting. Something that Leonardo said last season when PSG got outclassed and knocked out by Manchester City in the mm. semi-final. And look, I ain't going to be quoting Leonardo every, every five minutes, but one sensible thing that he said, which you don't often get from management at Paris Saint-Germain and, and Juventus, is like, we're not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater. We got to the semi-final this season and we got to the final last season. That shows we're doing a lot right. And I think <clears> that <throat> is right. What you were saying, Marcus, before mm. about the fine margins... Yep. And the fact that it is a Cup Cup competition. That's why the Champions League is great and the Super League wouldn't be. Sure. So, And I, yeah. and I take all great your points point. there. You're, abs- you're absolutely right. But as Miguel Delaney, our, our, our friend and, uh, and brother in arms, said on, on Twitter, of Guardiola's 11 Champions League eliminations, eight have, been, uh, have seen decisive periods that were sudden collapses and flurries of goals conceded. And he, and he maps it out there. And they are goals in quick succession. Boom, boom, like we saw against Real Madrid last night. Yeah. So you talk about control. You talk about these uh, fine margins and so on. There's a there's a theme here. It's because and when there's a theme, you think to yourself, well, hang on, that can be perhaps, uh, there's maybe a solution. It's because, it's because Guardiola's um, answer, Guardiola's answers to any problem that he needs to solve in football are always systemic. It's always a system. Mm. It has to be a system. And to me, that feels like... Um, the system takes time to adjust. Yep. You you have to think about the profile of the personalities in, say, this current City team and then City teams that... that um, well, actually, not even just City teams. The teams that Guardiola's managed. I'm not quite as au fait on the Bayern Munich side, but I certainly am on the Barcelona and the Man City side. Is, are there really big, big characters? Are there really characters? There are players who are obviously well-respected within the system, mm-hmm. like, like Fernandinho or whatever, or mm-hmm. um, De Bruyne in this case. But you don't really have a player that can grab the game by the scruff of the neck and go... Be a bit rugged. Right. 
Do you know what? Forget all that crap. Yep. For the next five minutes, we're doing this and we're going to dig in. They well, don't do that. De Bruyne would maybe be the only one. But, but, he, but not really. Well, and, and maybe Grealish had sort of moments, but compare them to Liverpool, say. You don't, you know, with Trent, you know, get the ball out to Trent. Right, let's let's just whip one in the box and see what happens. I know that sounds but ridiculous. But I'm talking about the profile of the character. So if you think of the big, big teams who've yeah. been successful, even if you just take it current Premier League, mm. you know, do City have... There's a, there's a okay, yeah, there. I see what you're they saying. They don't have yeah, a Van okay. Dyke. They don't have a Jordan Henderson. Yeah. They don't have a James Milner. Ironic, they used to have, um, and and these. I'm not. I'm not suggesting this is a shortfall. Even if Guardiola well, Aguero would have been the they, one. They approach. They approach the game in a certain way. I don't think Aguero is one. Okay. Personally. Well, anyway, sure. but I, I I do take your point. But look, but um, just to flick the focus back on on Carlo Ancelotti, you know, the stats speak for themselves. Fifth Champions League final for him, the most of any manager. The first one was 2003, 19 years it's ago. Incredible. That yeah. is incredible for a coach to be back in a Champions League final, to have such longevity. Um, I know, you know, he was previously Everton manager, so you know his chance to get one on it, uh, <laughs> one over his old side. They beat them five 0 didn't they? Yeah. Not. Um, obviously regretting his decision and can't <laughs> to, uh, to move on. On the weekend, he added the, the, the league title in Spain to his CV, so he became the first manager to win Serie A, Premier League, Liga, Bundesliga, and and and, and La Liga, as, as, as we say. It is just remarkable, and he's such a, a such a likable character. He, he he really is. But they play Liverpool in the final, and uh, and Liverpool, we should say, beat Real Madrid in the nineteen eighty one European Cup final, which was also played in Paris. So yes, not really much point turning up, I would say. But Liverpool, Liverpool have also got a patchy track record in recent years against Spanish teams in Europe. Uh, well, beaten by Real Madrid in the final, knocked out by Atletico Madrid. But they beat Villarreal, baby. True, yeah, that's true. There we I go. Mean, but the, Knocked it, out by Real Madrid as well. Uh, yes, they were. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I, but of course, Mo Salah was straight on uh, Twitter. We've got to settle to score. No, we've got to score to settle. <laughs> we've got to score to settle, Andy. I don't yeah. want to misquote him. <laughs> yeah. I was expecting the tweet saying, it was a lovely night, I met Salt Bay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, indeed, yeah. It's going to be one hell of a final in Paris. Very excited for it. Looking forward to it. I think and uh, also, we can also, really, let's be absolutely Come Come clear, on. we can enjoy the fact that Paris Saint-Germain almost certainly mm. felt like they were going to be playing the final in Paris and that was their destiny. And they <laughs> won't be. Yep. So enjoy that as well. I, I, I expect they're all sitting around there in the boardroom going, oh, it's in Saint-Denis anyway. I wouldn't go over there. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't, my, wouldn't dirty my dirty my boots. Can we also say before we move on uh. that um, it was quite funny for the neutral that the referee blew up early after his performance absolutely. in that game. Absolutely he outrageous. was awful all game yeah. and then 15 seconds before the end which is supposed to be a minimum amount of time out of yes. the end of time he just decided to uh, to, to, to tack it off well, nah. we, we saw that in slightly more uh, extreme manner in the African Cup of Nations and, and the referee got pelters there rightly so it happens in the Champions League as well yeah sure does in the Champions League semi-final sure he should have interrupted the celebrations and got them all out to play an extra minute <laughs> yeah I, I, I would have loved that Guardiola would have been up for it I was ready for half an hour more I think so I was, looking, I was enjoying it a great deal Deary me alright everybody let's have a quick break Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free Hello Fresh Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Now that's music to my mouth Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. I'm quite a placid guy. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Uh, right, it's time for emails. If you've got something for us, showfootballramble.com. Yes, indeed. Thank you very much to Ben in Australia, who's been in touch with the following. He says, just watch the highlights from the Copa Libertadores game between Club The Strongest and Atletico Paranense but the score finished 5-0 to the strongest. The amazing part of the result was that all five goals were scored from headers, including a sixth header, which hit the bar in the first half. That's, oh that doesn't count as a goal, Ben. And before goal five, the commentator <laughs> said, before the free kick is taken, the strongest can just lob the ball in here and get ahead to it and score again. <laughs> and sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, what if? Has there ever been a game that you can remember with so many goals of the same type? Now, I remember Duncan Ferguson scoring a hat-trick of headers in the Premier League for mm-hmm. Everton in the late 90s. And I also remember... I know who you're going to say. Who? Thomas Scirabi. Thomas Scirabi for <laughs> Czechoslovakia. Was yeah. it World Cup 90? World Cup 90. Yeah, he scored a hat-trick of headers. I don't know anyone scoring more than three, but that's one player scoring three. Rondon? Did Rondon get three? Big Rafa must have to let you know. Yeah, I've, I've, I've only seen the grainy black and white footage, but when Wimbledon won the Amateur Cup, the FA Amateur <laughs> Cup final in the 1960s, <laughs> beating hell. Sutton United 4-2 <laughs> at Wembley, Marcus's favourite stadium, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Eddie Reynolds scored all four goals with his head. Four headers from one player. So we've got five headers from one team here. Mm. If anyone can See, prove... Wembley and headers, you're on my side <laughs> now. I am. If anyone can prove or better that, um, then let, let us know. Show at footballramble.com uh, or tweet us at footballramble. Wembley and headers, you'll always have my support and Keith Houchins. <laughs> <laughs> We've got one from Paul here. He said, would love to hear a shout out for the CONCACAF champions, the Seattle Sounders, who emphatically beat Pumas 3-0, 5-2 in aggregate to become the first MLS team to win the Champions League. Well, that's not bad. Also... I don't think we should give them a shout out. <laughs> Too late, we have. <laughs> <laughs> there was also a record turnout, it says here, for the CONCACAF uh, Champions League game. Over 68,000. Uh, and Garth Lagerway, um, uh, Seattle GM, <laughs> wants more MLS teams to be competing at this level. He said, we are the symbol. We're the tip of the spear. Oh. We pushed through. We finally did it. We vanquished the demons. But everyone's welcome. 
We want a crowded mountain top up here. We don't want mm. to be up here by ourselves. That's quite a nice thing uh, to say that. It's Big Garth. Like his surname is like if you put all like the if you asked a pr- a group of like proper lads, what would their surname? Garth Lagerway. Lagerway. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, 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 it's a competition that's dominated by Mexican teams, right? So oh, yeah. Monterrey have won it five times and Club America and all those kinds of... So it's it's a cool thing that um, yeah. that Seattle Sounds have won it because um, I think Real Salt Lake were the closest to have Is come it to that it. cool? Aren't oh, no, fans... didn't Los Angeles FC come really close as well? They, they got to the final. Yeah, maybe, yeah. I mean, with, with that in mind about the Mexican domination, Luke, I mean, if you know me, if Andre Pierre Gignac's not playing, I'm not really interested. Yeah, it's fair. That but I still, fair. I still read it out. Yeah. <laughs> it was big of you, mate. But are we, you. are we not Portland Timber fans here? And are they not the rivals to Seattle Sounders? They might be. Portland Timbers were, they used to play the Ramble theme tree at Portland Timbers. Yeah, the big man the guy on, on, the, on the, uh, on, on the deck. I so mean, it's, I, a, it's a Champions League win for the Ramble. All we need is some No, because free... it's Seattle who won it, not Portland. Oh shit. Yeah, it's a shame. All we need is some free stuff from Seattle Sounders. Why do you ask me about Mexican football? <laughs> <laughs> we just need some free stuff from the Sounders, Andy, and then we'll be on board with them as well. Exactly. Yeah, there we go. We That's all it takes. For hire. We, we, I, I, I ended up um, feeling a lot of love for um, uh, a particular MLS team at the time and I can't remember who they are now because when we went to a large <laughs> an enormous amount of love, love. No, at the time it was, <laughs> I remember her name but I loved her at the time it was authentic I was very touched at the time unbelievable I think it might be it was Chicago a great night. I'm going to say Chicago Fire wait, 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 what was the context did you go well if you'll let me okay we were playing a live show in Chicago oh yeah and some people came and brought us Chicago related gifts no, who came to the show Timbers. it was no, no we got, I got a Chicago Fire scarf at home I never got one of them yeah no, they I, said, they why said, would Michael Jordan bring you a Portland Timber <laughs> shirt? They walked straight past Marcus, came up to me and went, you are my favourite. <laughs> Everyone else keeps lavishing Marcus they, with something. We must give Luke they something. they pointed to Marcus, who's that? I said, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who it is. He was on... He was on uh... I think he might have used to play up front for Derby. So you were getting... It the... was the Blackhawks, the hockey team. That was also That was also something we got. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I'm not sure anyone cares. Should we move on? We should move yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> something else that people won't care about. I love this. I should have mentioned this. No, I shouldn't. I shouldn't mention it at all, but I will. During that epic match last night, a chap on the Twitter called Richard Dyer, who, um, according to his profile, is a Manchester United fan, during the game, yeah. right? And I suppose, Richard, this is my fault. This is my fault. <laughs> Sent me an interview, a Sky Sports interview with Fizzer. <laughs> during the game. Did you watch it? <laughs> Not the hell, Richard. <laughs> yeah. Busy, Richard. But then, to be fair, Richard, it is my fault. You're, you're so. never saying no to Fizzer. Come no, on. Marcus tried to, no, Marcus tried to watch it, but he couldn't understand it. It was all in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Let us move on to another magnificent English football manager. Roy Hodgson. Royal Roy Hodgson. Confirmed that he won't be Watford manager next season because he, well, for a number of reasons, but it looks like they're not going to survive. Um, Is there a chance it's because he's not been very good? Possibly, okay. possibly, despite those sunglasses. Yeah. But he was at Buckingham Palace because he was honoured with a CBE for his services to football. That's yeah. good news, isn't it, Luke? Yeah, in 2018, he was also made a freeman of the borough of Croydon, which I enjoy as well. That's the good. man's just getting accolades all over the place. <laughs> that's that's the boss-level football man. You don't worry about winning trophies. Yeah. You get other stuff from society more broadly for your services to football. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Do you think, though, that, uh, you know, Watford fans, when, when, when Roy shows up for their game on the weekend, would he be wearing the little, the keep little it on medal? The, keep yeah. it on the road. I love that. Uh, yeah. That'd and, be great. I know we're struggling, but, you know... <laughs> In other news. On the other hand, I've been promoted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing okay. I've you still thinking honoured. about the bad news? About the relegation? <laughs> still thinking about the yeah. scrap. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. tries to call him Roy. No, no, no. It's uh, Roy Hodgson CBE. Please, yeah, if you don't mind. absolutely right. Absolutely right. Yeah, I think, yeah. if, I think if, you know, look, look, Watford will... If you, if you would... 
given Watford the choice mm. at the start of the season, yep. stay in the Premier League and no, no, uh, no, uh, or be relegated, honor. and the man who isn't even your manager yet <laughs> yeah. gets a CBE uh-huh. after taking you down, uh, yeah. would you take it? I think. And if they're being honest themselves, mm-hmm. they wouldn't be selfish; they would have taken it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, it's it, it's not expected that he'll take another managerial job um, in in football. He says, "I think I've earned the right to step back." Well, I think yeah, absolutely, but he did he did step back a bit, but then he came back in. Yeah, he, 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 he ended up stepping back for six months and then went to Watford. Yeah, it was it was a, quite a surprising decision at the time, if yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. See, uh, former Watford manager Walter Mazzari has, has absolutely nailed it. Uh, he was uh, fired by Calgary on Monday with his side two points above the final relegation spot. However, in September, he'd signed a contract which dictated that if he was sacked while his team was outside the relegation zone, he would be um, his contract would be extended until June 2024. <laughs> what? What? I don't... I can't really you, get my head you, around you that. You have to look at this in context. Bear in mind yeah. that when coaches get sacked by Italian clubs, mm. they normally end up, especially this level of Italian club, mm. they normally end up coming back like six, seven months down the line anyway. So they're investing in their future, really, Cali Rick. Yeah, it's a smart move. You're absolutely right. I mean, are. I just don't understand. I mean, how I, desperate I, must the club be <clears throat> to agree to that? I don't get it. I just simply refuse to get it. Yeah. All they had to do is like wait a week and a half or whenever it is to get beaten by Salernitana and then they could have sacked him for free. Exactly. Because yeah. Salernitana would have leapfrogged him then. Poor accounting. Poor accounting. Who would have thought a club who had signed on to that kind of deal would be so <laughs> short-sighted? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've got to play the long game. You have. got to play the long game. Much like Steve Hodge. Yeah. More Yay. Steve Hodge-related uh, news, everybody. Um, I mean, is it Steve Hodge news? I think so. He's very much the secondary figure in this story, isn't he? Didn't Steve Hodge get the assist? To a, to a dead genius. Didn't he get the assist for the Maradona handball? Was it Steve Hodge? No, I don't was think it, it was. Fenwick? I think it was Butcher, wasn't it? Oh, was it? No, Butcher was the second. I think, I, anyway, whoever it was. Doesn't matter. Uh, the Maradona, the shirt in which he, he beat England in the 1986 World Cup was sold yesterday for almost $9 million, over £7 million, a record for an item of sports memorabilia. Of course, it was in the possession of Steve Hodge, who once um, turned up to the uh, football museum in this country, which was in Preston, now in Manchester. Uh, and I think he loaned them it for a bit. He turned up with it in just a plastic bag. <laughs> An Did item he? which sold for over £7 million was just a plastic bag. It's wow. like Mickey Quinn leaving the, leaving the Greek Super League, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, dear, yeah. Uh, so, of course, he, he placed up the, the shirt up for auction earlier this year. Um, swapped shirts with Maradona at the end of the game. So he gave the ball away for the, for, for the second um, uh, Argentina, uh, well, Maradona goal. So, in a way, it was an assist. I mean, yeah. Is it fair to say he's had the last laugh here? Uh, uh, yeah, I, mean, I suppose so. I mean, Steve Hodge. He's is an a, alive millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's the last person almost in the world, I can imagine, sort of like Puff Daddy style, sort of wriggling around in a bath full of cash. Yeah. But yeah, that's what he's doing now. Well, and, and, and there was many people in Argentina. In fact, you could probably say the whole country plead with him to uh, to, to give it to them instead. Um, there was uh, the, the AFA in Argentina was saying, you know, and, the, and Maradona's family said that rightly belongs to us. But they offered to buy it, didn't they? They didn't say you have to give it to us. They offered to buy it from him rather than it go to auction. I yeah. Think. Did they offer seven million quid though? But I guess not. <laughs> I suppose not. No. I mean, it was like when they were saying, you know, that sort of, Rightly belongs to us. It's kind of like nah, I'm not actually sure you swap. Well, it shirts. doesn't. You it swap doesn't. Shirts again. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting story with that shirt. Actually, that it wasn't the, the, the that wasn't actually their their proper away kit in that game. That's right. You, you had the the blue and white. Uh, some, famous, some women had to stitch it together for them, didn't they? Stitch in the badge because the squad, yeah. I think the third choice goalkeeper for that Argentine side mm. played in Mexico. He owned a sports shop. 
and their away kits were cotton and they were saying they were very heavy because they were sweating so much and yeah. they knew they said I think that the quote was oh you know England will be drawn as the home team we know this so we'll have to play in our away shirt we need to get a more um, sort of aerodynamic kit and there was a load of uh, I think there were Lecoq Sportif jerseys they were yeah uh, that they got from his um, from his shop and then yes uh, women sewed on the badge throughout the night uh, and that was the shirt and the numbers at the on the back of the shirts were silver numbers not white numbers because again he only had like these silver uh, numbers in his shop so it's a quite an interesting uh, story about the shirt itself I've given you the highlights there so don't bother checking out anything else <laughs> but, uh, but yeah so it's been sold I mean it's a remarkable that it's gone for that much but I suppose it was always going to go for, for a high figure is it, but... is it, has anyone checked on the health of Terry Butcher since his news came through he'd be absolutely furious Butcher, but imagine if he bought it and then you just saw him burning it on like the... <laughs> I love I love uh, right right now as we're recording this yeah. Terry Butcher is at Peter Shilton's house <laughs> And they're both slagging off Maradona uh, <laughs> together. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Well, I can give you an update on what's happened at Richard Key's house. Oh, uh, do, I, do I have a choice? <laughs> do we ever have a choice? The way you said that was like, I've got an option whether I get to hear it or not. <laughs> I think but you're going to take the I option. Because apparently El Keezy tweeted saying, my mate was offered that shirt for £150,000 in 2010. He's had a bad day. He's also a Man City fan. <laughs> do you know how I know that story? Once again, Richard Keys wins. Do you know how I know that story isn't true? Because uh, it came from Keys. Because Richard Keys hasn't got any money. <laughs> hey. yeah. But but do you know what? Can I just make a kind of semi-serious point? If you must. I find it quite sad mm. that really good players from maybe it's because of the age I am, but from my childhood, yeah. of which Steve Hodge was absolutely one of. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, particularly at Nottingham Forest. Forest yeah. yeah, Gary Park in the middle, Roy Keane and him. I think he, I think Roy Keane might have um, usurped him actually. But anyway, Steve Hodge was a great player, he was a brilliant midfield player. He's. I think that, that that generation of football players keenly feel how much they would be worth on the market these days. Yeah, and they oh, yeah. see these players. And you know, to an extent, I think they've, they've got a... There's a bitterness about it, and it's a shame, but to an extent, they've got a point here where they think, mm. that kid there's half the player I was, yeah. and he's multi-millionaire, and he's only 20 yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And so they have to make these financial decisions. So you hear about players selling medals, and it's mm. actually quite a sad thing. Yeah. I actually think, with this case, I think, mean, yeah, fair play to you. Yeah, you, you, you I, feel, I feel pleased for him. Yeah, I agree. Why not? Yeah. yeah. So That is a lovely old job. Yeah. It's Del Boy and Rodney stuff, isn't it? It is, it is like that, isn't it? Although I think we knew the value of the item before it went on auction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's still, I mean, people didn't expect this for, to, to get that much money. That, I think that some was it whether it was Sotheby's or wherever an estimated yeah, five million dollars or something like that, and it went for mm. nine. So there we are. amazing, really. Invest. I love it if he did that passing out thing like Del Boy <laughs> did in the uh, in the auction house. <laughs> Just all I'm saying, Steve, invest yeah. it because this time next year you could be a billionaire. Exactly. <laughs> we can't talk more about Only Fools and Horses without Pete on the show. That's true. <laughs> I know it's, yeah. it's his favourite show, isn't it? So. Uh, absolutely right absolutely yeah. right we'll save the Britpop and only fools and horses chat for him uh, gentlemen tonight more European football action West I can't Ham. actually believe it it's another great game tonight it is West Ham against Eintracht Frankfurt obviously sell out crowd of 48,000 uh, and it's going to be tough Andy you've talked about uh, what we've seen but you've very much talked about Eintracht Frankfurt at home and, and, and what a special atmosphere they create for their European games I say because they're sort of last I checked they were ninth in, in the Bundesliga 11th they're 11th now Check oh, more often, you fucking part-timer. <laughs> Why? Andy does it for me. Sure, actually, don't yeah, exactly. Um, but, but the point is that they're not pulling up any kind of trees in the, the Bundesliga, whereas in, in European competition, they've been absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, they have been. And uh, if, if you go back to their game, there were the, the hated Monday games were brought back in Germany on mm. Monday for Eintracht Frankfurt and Leipzig to, to, to both play. They weren't allowed to play on Sunday because it was, it was May Day. And it was a much, much changed Frankfurt team you know they've not got the same depth as well any other team in the competition really so uh, they left a lot out there 
super concentrated on this, and it is such a big deal mm. for for the, for the for the city and for the club. Yeah, good news for West Ham. They've got no new injury concerns. Ogbonna, who's been out for months, is their only confirmed uh, absentee. Uh, so I, I think every neutral will be supporting West Ham in this country. I would have thought it's um, one of those ones, isn't it? That uh, lots of people hate West Ham, don't they? Uh, I don't. I want them to win. No, but, but I think. But I think. I, no, but I think. Yeah. Well, hence neutral. Yeah. I don't think I wouldn't put Spurs. But are you um, ever really truly neutral in football, though? Yeah. So, I am. for example, last night the yeah. Man City thing. I don't feel like I've got any problem with Man City, mm. but I also did find it really fucking funny. So maybe <laughs> I have. But I don't know. No, is, is there any such thing as moral objectivity? We haven't got time for that now. But <laughs> well, we, don't we have a go. What, what I would say is part of the reason it's so fun to do this show, mm. and we have to be all have to be honest here, yeah. is that a lot of the time the football is crap. Right, the games are rubbish. Right, so you come in and you go. It was Burnley nil, fucking West Brom nil last night. I know they're not in the same division, but it's an example. Yeah, maybe. Um, and we've got to find something to talk about. And that's where the glory, that's where the beauty is, right? Yes, yes. At the moment, this week particularly, mm-hmm. there's so much good football happening. Yeah. The v- I mean, as the guy said yesterday, the Villarreal game was brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last night was even better. Before that, Fulham and Luton. And exactly, yeah. exactly. A 7 nil, A 7 nil. So, so... Basically, what I'm going to say is that tonight, if, if this week is anything to go by, it's going to be fantastic again. So put your feet up in front of the telly and have a good time. Yeah. But also, West Ham, if you're a West Ham fan and you're listening to this, this is massive. Yes. It's massive because you made the point last week, Andy. I said, I think I made the mistake of saying that getting to the semi-final of the Europa League for West Ham is a really big achievement. I think it was you who said, but they could have had Barcelona. The fact they've got Eintracht Frankfurt now is a massive opportunity for them. And last week in the first leg, they were very nervy, played the occasion, not the game, and they have to get that out of their system and turn it around tonight. If they do, it is an all-time night for West Ham. I'll tell you now. I'll give a little prediction. West Ham to win 2-1, and then they'll win by... A shootout. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Because they've gone there for a shootout. By the shootout. way, massive story this week that Go we on. should probably mention because we've got an excuse to do so. Yes. Did you read that interview with Mark Noble? Oh, I did. About about uh, Gianfranco Zola? After I saw that interview with Fizzer. Oh, so good. He said <laughs> when when West Ham were struggling in 2009 This is great, yeah. And Zola was um, in charge of them. Um, him and Noble and Scott Parker went to Zola seriously mm. when Zola was 43, had been retired for years, and said, you could help us out here. Yeah. You could do 20 minutes in the Premier League game. Absolutely Apparently he was that. in such good nick yeah. and was doing amazing stuff in training yeah. uh, that, that they tried to convince him. Zola was too humble to agree, but the quote is amazing. Read the quote. It's so funny. The further the season went on, we were struggling. We said to him, look, why don't you sign up as a player? You can come on in the last 20 minutes and create something. I love that. Yeah. Not just like create, like be influential. Yeah. He was that good. He was still as fit as anything, ripped to shreds. <laughs> Superb, isn't it? But, oh. I mean, I think a lot of people thought that when Zidane was Real Madrid manager, and apparently Lampard at Derby as well. Yeah, I think less Alan people at Newcastle. I think less mm. people thought that when Zidane was Real Madrid manager because yeah. it may be a clue as to why West Ham was struggling. Yeah. You know, you look around and you people think, "Our oh, forty-three-year-old about... manager could still get in the team." <laughs> people said the same about Roy Hodgson at Watford. That clip, that clip. Oh, it's a bit, yeah, okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, big night for for for, for West Ham. And uh, speaking as a neutral, I hope they bloody well win, mm. which makes me not a neutral. Yes, exactly. Makes me a bloody Englishman, Andy. (laughs) Um, And then I'll extend the borders to Britain when I say that Rangers hosting Leipzig. I hope Rangers go through. But I think that is, it's a taller order, but they've got the home advantage, which we know is is, uh, a bit big. That stadium, the atmosphere will be amazing. I was was at Mönchengladbach on Monday night watching Leipzig. Thank you very much. I was at And uh, (laughs) Were Leipzig any good? Did they score seven? (laughs) No, no, they didn't. Ah. But but they they did lose... (laughs) 
two successive games for the first time under um, Domenico Tedesco. So a little bit of a wobble for them. And they're spread. They've got a really good squad. They're able to rotate. But the first half, they didn't have any energy at all, which is really unusual for a for a Leipzig side. So we know how good they are mm-hmm. on the road, but suddenly they're coming under a bit of pressure from Freiburg for their And they didn't mention Gladbach. Got under 10 minutes, about half an hour left, and they still still beat them. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they sat they sat deep and made it really difficult. I think that is that is Rangers' best tactic, especially as there's only one goal in it. Mm-hmm. They don't need to... I know there's that sense of, it's Ibrox, let it carry us forth. If they throw themselves forward too quickly mm. Leipzig will spank them on the break Andy, they're so good at scoring away from home when you were at huh. Borussia Mönchengladbach did you shout give oh. me a B why are you doing that why are you doing that joke it's like the third time Can I've I heard say, that joke this yeah. week Can I just say people listening right look up that joke if you don't know it I vividly exactly. remember Marcus doing that joke on the ramble in 2008 and yeah. everyone going oh god and it's still good <laughs> it's still good there we are eh? uh, Leicester they travel to Rome, or Roma, yeah. as the locals call it. Of course, in the Europa Conference League. Casper um, Michael has insisted that the Europa Conference League glory would match Leicester's Premier League and FA Cup triumphs. What is it? Look, it's, it, it wouldn't, but it would it'd be up Euro- there with the FA Cup. It's a European trophy. <clears throat> it is. You know, and that is something that's massive for a, you know, a, a side like Leicester. You know, I'm, I'll take no, I'm not digging them out by saying that. If it was my team, um, I would feel the same about my team. You know, it, Unfortunately, it has been populated at stages with teams that no one's ever even heard of mm, before. Yeah. And even and if Leicester fans don't like me saying that, they should listen to what their own manager said mm. uh, before he realised his team were going to have to drop into it, or, or when he realised they were going to have to drop into it. But, you know, we all win here because if, if, if Leicester go through, it's a great story. If Roma <laughs> go through... Um, Jose Mourinho is well on his way to for the rest of his life if yeah. they win it claiming yeah, yeah, yeah. it it's a senior proper yeah, European yeah, trophy yeah, yeah, absolutely. and making his players put their fingers up as champions in every single team photo mm-hmm. and he can also tell himself don't you think it'd be great to win it? because I think the I f- think so yeah I think the fans tell us how important it is and before the first leg was played in Leicester mm. Roma could have sold the Olympico out three times for this which is which impressive is, which is remarkable because mm. they, they don't sell it out yeah. often yeah, yeah, yeah. No, also, I, also I think the thing when you look at the atmosphere for the last game uh, the last round where they beat Butter Glimt in the, in, in the second leg at the fourth attempt this season hmm. you know some Roma fans were throwing salmon at the fans in the away end I mean I, I think it's potentially quite dangerous if they're throwing Mel- Mowbray pork pies at, at Leicester fans. <laughs> well, true, true. And Rome right in great form, by the way. They haven't won for a good few weeks. No, but I, but I think what Luke was saying about the, you know, the Conference League and all that sort of stuff was it was massively derided, partly by us, well, because but people, by everybody. People, people didn't know what it was. <laughs> well, I think for us, it's more the it fact was. that it's got the word Conference in there, and we think, of course, the old yeah, but. Yes, once you get to this stage, and even the stages before this, it's it's, it's been brilliant. Well, well I, th- I think, uh, look, let, put, it, put it a slightly different way. Part of the reason is it's on the same time as the Europa League, right? So yeah. it's difficult for people to watch it because people are always going to choose to... It's got the same League. anthem. It right. needs its own anthem. Right. Yeah, well, maybe. Has it got the same anthem as the Europa League? Yeah. That's an over... That is an mm. over... That's a, I think that's bad. Mistake. Yeah. But, but Andy, I would say, and I don't want to embarrass him, but Andy is the, the most knowledgeable European football man I've ever met, mm-hmm. right? And if I were to list a, grab, grab a team at random and say, Andy, who's your favourite player from Danish team Randers? Mm. You probably wouldn't be able to name one. No. And that tells its own story. Because Andy can knows everything. Oh, Randy Randers, eh? Yeah. 
get him in there. Um, but yes, uh, but we should also say that uh, they may be um, swapping of uh, a bottle or two at the end of the game between Rogers and Mourinho. Oh, they're big pals. Absolutely, yeah, because Brother Brendy gave uh, Jose Mourinho his favourite bottle of Portuguese wine after the first leg, and Mourinho said he's crying because it is really expensive. <laughs> I don't know how he found it. I love that. He's crying. Yeah. Why did you like smash it on the floor in front of him? Can I, can I just say, when you call him Brother Brendy, I always think of him wearing a cassock. Yeah, oh yeah. And I've had one of those monk haircuts. Little monk haircut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I once went to a Christian festival and there was a guy dressed as one of them. What, brother, uh, what Brendan Rodgers? Well, no, I honestly, I honestly turned around and went, oh, that's... Because you get, you could get a few wacky people dressing up in sort of things. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I went... We were at the like the burger stand and I went, oh, that's top effort, that is. Yeah. And he went, sorry? And I went... <laughs> what, he was an actual monk? He was an actual monk, yeah. Okay. And I literally did the old, <laughs> oh, what have you come as? <laughs> and here he is today... <laughs> To talk about the game tonight. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, sadly, his name wasn't Gary. No. So that would have been fitting. Yeah. There we are, everybody. If you want more European uh, reactions... Gary Monk. Gary Monk, yeah. 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 Thank you for my idea. Yeah. If you want more European football reaction, then you know where to find it. Because Dotton, that man, Andy Brassel, and Nicky Bandini are in for On the Continent today. They'll also be discussing the race for the Scudetto and asking whether the Europa Conference League has been a success this season. Get over to Football Ramble Presents for that. You'd be an absolute mug. To miss it. I mean, people. I mean, the city of Milan is having a great old time, and it's going to be one or the other, isn't it? Well, it's so, all about it's so all it about is. Tamori. Andy won't speak because he doesn't want to waste all this chat. No, for, exactly. For later, when he's well, I, when he's hanging out with his real friends. Well, pre- I, I've already extended it by saying it is. I, I was just <laughs> going to say it is real friends. Um, but Andy, I, I I don't think I'm going to step on your toes um, when I say that Gareth Southgate's got to look at Fikayo Tamori, hasn't he? One hundred percent. Great Italian as well. Great yeah, he's Italian. done. He's done very well. He's done very well. Did that well, help him in the England setup? Uh, quite possibly. Yeah, it could do. Yeah. What if they call up Tammy Abraham as well? Yeah. Good stuff. Won't help him on the pitch. The Italians won't be there at the World Cup. Of no. Course. Um, Always worth reminding them of that. <laughs> yes, we are. Peter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know they've got the trophy, but uh, there we are. All right, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to um, the uh, the football ramble. Of course, part of the Acast Creator Network. Look, I want a little prediction from you. Leicester versus Roma. Who's going to win? Um, I'm going to back Roma. Okay. I think Roma will win. Well, I've said West Ham on a shootout. And Leicester. Ra- okay, Rangers versus Leipzig, actually, is what I was interested in. And Leipzig. You see, I've got my hand in an L formation, so it works for both. I thought yeah. you were just calling me a loser. Leicester and Leipzig, and Mark is a loser. There's your hat trick. Yeah, there yeah. we are, you see. Well, I, I, I really I really hope that we get a good game in the West Ham game tonight, because it's going to be it's going to be fantastic. I want to shoot a hat trick. I, I, I would love one of those as well. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Thank you very much, Andy Brazzle. Thank you. Thank you, Luke Moore. Yep. Thank you, everybody. See you tomorrow. Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.